Vem aqui, Mogi, vamos. Bora, Geal. Coming to you live from a little grass shack in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, it's the Junior Kikuwaba Junior Show starring Junior Kikuwaba Junior. Join Junior along with the Wayne Bonnet Band as he makes any can from Hawaii. And now, Junior Kikuwaba And welcome to the podcast, bro. This is the podcast that answers the question. If you had one podcast, what would you do? <laughs> bro, that's the question. That's the answer right now. Because this, what you're getting right now is the answer. Okay, this is the answer of that question. Oh, man. Hey, first, uh, you know, we always start our broadcast by, you know, an attitude of gratitude, right? Always. Uh, so, you know, we, we have we have uh, gratitude and we want to thank everybody. I mean, I never did know it would be, it would be like this. I mean, I, I thought, you know, because the majority of our podcast people are not from Hawaii. I got to tell you, we have a lot of Hawaii people. They're just getting on board now. But like, you know, yeah, when we started, right, it was mostly it was mostly uh, the, the upper 48 is what we call them, the 48 states. And then, and then it kind of trickled down to, to other countries. So we'd like to thank all the people in the United States, the continental United States, and then Ireland, the Netherlands, Canada, United Kingdom, Ghana, Australia, Peru, Poland, and Russia. Also Israel, bad South America. We got bad, people are just pouring in. Okay, now we got to tell you that 76% uh, percent is Apple Podcasts. Okay, uh, Spotify is picking up with 6%. We get 7% is is other people. So like Google, podcasts, like, you know, people with Androids, right? And then uh, and then Anchor. Uh, Anchor is 9%. Uh, well, the other one, I'm sorry. Uh, Google, yeah, Google. So Google Podcasts, we're, we're on Pocket Cast. We're on uh, all, all kinds of different platforms. And then uh, Anchor is 9%. So... Uh, yeah, Apple Podcast is 76%. So we like to mahalo Steve Jobs. You know, when we look at our age demographics, it's the same as when I was on the radio. The same people. So you know what they say? They say that you attract your tribe. Okay? So you they, they say just go out there and do your thing and you will attract the right people because they will be attracted to you. They will support you. The other guys don't care about them. There's 7 billion people on the planet. You're not going to get 7 billion followers. No way, Hawaiians. Okay. So, um, but you know, amongst this, I got to say that I'm very grateful for the 23 to 27-year-olds, which make up 14% of our audience. And that's a pretty big share because the 18 to 22-year-olds is only 1%. Right, but the 23 to 27 year olds, they support us. They actually listen and support us. Okay, so we want to say a big mahalo to you guys. If you're between the ages of 23 and 27, uh, we respect you guys. Thank you so much. Now, it kind of breaks down after that. The 28 to 34 year olds is only 2%. So they're not listening. Okay, 
Now, it bumps up to 40% when you go 35 to 44 year olds, okay? So we like to, we like to mahalo those guys, okay? And then 45 to 59 year olds, it's only 21%. So the majority of my audience is actually 35 to 59. Okay, so and then and then 60 plus we got 14%. There's a couple of uncles out there, uh, a couple of grandpas out there that are listening that we want to say mahalo. Well, actually, there's 14%, so there's quite a bit. Uh, we'd like to say thank you, we'd like to say mahalo for the support. And um, so, what's really popular in the mainland is um, all things Hawaiian right now. Uh, as far as you know, I was talking to Augie T, okay, and the podcast is actually. You know, um, the result of Augie T suggesting to me that I do it. You know, he said, bro, if I was you, I was just going to do a podcast. And, and I, you know, and I had to think about that, right? And he goes, bro, you know, my friends in L.A., bro, they, they doing them, right? Now, the, the way that they do the podcast, most guys, right, they film it. So they have a set, they have like a radio studio, and they put cameras, right? And then they do the podcast. Okay, um... To me, the video podcast, right, isn't different for me because, you know, I do radio, right? So I'm used to radio humor and I'm used to building pictures in people's heads, you know? So we paint, we paint scenarios with words. And when, when you're in radio, you, you, you know, you get a hang of how to do it and then you do it. The younger guys in radio, I would say everybody that came after my generation, they don't get it because the, the younger guys, guys younger than me in radio right now, I, I don't hear any of them doing it. They they say that, you know, like this one guy told me, oh, well, you know the theater of the mind. And I'm like, theater of the mind? When I listen to him, all he's doing is putting on fake energy. That's all he's doing. He's amping on his break. He's getting excited, right? He's all excited on his break. And after that, he's depressed. Well, he's, he's not depressed, but like, you know, he, he's like, yeah, hey, it's four o'clock in the morning. Yeah, four o'clock in the afternoon. And, da, 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 da. and then afterwards, like, Oh, okay, Junior. Uh, Junior, what, what, what were we talking about? You, you see what I'm saying? So that's not really him, right? And that's not theater of the mind, okay? That's not. That's fake energy. Okay, so these these guys, bro, I got to give them le- I should give radio lessons, but yeah, I'm tired already. I'm tired of that kind of stuff. Anyway, and then, um, so our demographics. Our demographics, uh, male, 64%, female, 35%. And then, uh, yeah, so that that's our demographic. So the men actually, it, you know, and they, bro, I got to tell you, uh, on the radio, the guys are the ones supported me. The brothers supported me. Okay, the men always supported me, always. So, gentlemen, thank you very much. The ladies, the ladies listen. I mean, you know, the ladies listen to the radio show. They, they, they supported too. But it was mostly the guys. And then I used to get calls from, from ladies. You know, I used to get called, well... Okay, I get certain. I got I got two groups of calls from ladies, one who didn't know who I was, right? That wanted to hire me, and the phone call went something like this: I don't know who you are, but my husband said we have to have you at the baby party. Okay, so the husband was telling the wife to hire me to do the baby party for their baby, because in Hawaii we have a one-year baby party. The other kind of phone call I used to get was actually was Texas. And the Texas went like, hey, you know, you know, like, what you doing? You know, but those Texas, I used to get Texas like that, right? Because my, my number was out on all the ads, 
uh, you know, my phone number was a public thing. It, it, it still is. If you want my phone number, it's 808-375-6378. Sorry. It's 808-375-6378. It's, it's on all our advertising. So if you guys want to text me, go for it. There you go. Okay. Uh, if you're on Anchor, if you're on the Anchor platform, you can actually leave me voicemail on Anchor. And I will answer. Okay, cause some, you know, I know, I know how you guys, you know, some, I know how you guys, you guys been through this, right? So you you go to the the inst, Instagram influencer, right? And you write to him, right? You comment to him, you ask him a question, and you gotta wait three weeks for an answer, or sometimes they don't even answer you at all. Why? Because in their minds, they're celebrities, <laughs> and they have no time for the people that made them. <laughs> you see what I mean, bro? You, if they were celebrity, right? They forget. Oh yeah, people made me, right? Without the followers, I don't, I don't have anything, right? You see? So we are very grateful, and and we're not like that. So if if you text me, if you email me, so the email is here for you, USA at gmail dot com. Once again, here for you, like a commercial, right? Here for you, USA at gmail dot com. Okay, and that that's my that's my email. You wanna you wanna write to me? Say, hey, Junior, because people DM me on Instagram, right? So he, it's here for you, eight oh eight on Instagram. People DM me over there now. They used to DM me on my music site, right, where I post my singing. That's Junior Keiko Eva Junior one at uh, so it's at Junior Keiko Eva Junior the number one, right? They they used to you know over there, but I I don't even work that account anymore. I put up a vi- I put up a video today, but I haven't put up a video for like I don't know maybe a week. You know, I'm I'm just I'm just tired. I'm just I'm just tired of it. I get you know, I get the girls and they're still in the DM and they're still like hey you know, and and like I appreciate you ladies. I love you ladies, but you know what? I got work to do. <laughs> I got work to do. You know, I can't just drop everything. Like now, if I meet somebody, right? So if I meet a girl, like, say, in person, I'm standing in line at a shopping center or whatever, and I start striking up a conversation with a girl, right? And, you know, because I'm single, right? And, and if I start, you know, and, she, and you know, I'll give her a card. Or, or I'll, I'll tell her, I'll, you know, I'll say, hey, you, you on, uh, you know, you on Instagram, you, you on Facebook or whatever, you know, follow me. And then she follows me and then we talk some more. I get to know her and then I'll take her to lunch. You know, well, actually now, you know, during COVID, uh, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll FaceTime her, right? I, I will, I will get to know her. I, I will, you know, check her out and, and be nice and that, that kind of thing, right? But, uh, sorry, girls, the ones that hit, you guys hit me up in the DMs and I don't know you. I, it's kind of, it's kind of, you know, I gotta really, I gotta really be, um, uh, first of all, I gotta have time. Second of all, I, I really gotta be attracted to what I see. Men are visual. Men are visual beings. And the other day we had one of our biggest, I, I think, one of our biggest TikTok lives uh, where we were talking about relationships. I, I don't really want to talk about relationships today. But I will tell you that, you know, men and women are very different. And girls, I appreciate you. I love you. Thank you. Thank you very much for, for you know, listening to the podcast. But brothers, dudes, you guys, you guys are the one that's making a podcast. So, so if not for you guys, we would be, I don't know, 
I, I would be without a podcast, I think. So thank you very much, dudes. Anyway, so so yeah, that, that's all our thank yous and, and everything. And so today I wanted to talk to you guys about the way, um, you know, we, we did a podcast on corruption in, in Hawaii, you know. And, and in, corruption is so thick in this town. Okay, and like I said, you know, uh, Hawaii is like one big small town. Okay, and we had a we had a case right where the chief of police was taken down. Okay, his wife was the prosecutor, right, city prosecutor, and not not the lead prosecutor. She was just a prosecuting attorney in the prosecutor's office, and and everything bad happened that you could think. I mean. These guys were corrupt from the ground floor up. Okay, and and as the trial came out and you know as this 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 thing came to light, right? The truth came to light, right? It wasn't the police chief orchestrating all this stuff. The police chief was just in the honeydew club, right? You know, honey do this, honey do that, and he was being told what to do by his honey, right? His wife his wife was making him do all kinds of stuff, right? Illegal stuff, right? And then I find out that this new case, there's a new case, right, with this guy who is, uh, you know, he's like an underworld guy. And, you know, I'm not afraid of these underworld guys because, you know, my whole family has a line of, you know, it goes all the way underground, <laughs> underworld, right? And these, <laughs> these guys, my Uncle Larry used to run this place, right? And, and so... Here's the thing about how it happens in Hawaii. Now, if you have family or if you have a close friend of the family, okay, and they're not your blood relative, okay, you call them uncle. Now, some of these people, we, we have what we call hanai. Okay, hanai means that you unofficially adopt these kids as your family, okay? And and if you're hanai by certain people, right, or you're taken in by them, and it doesn't mean you live with them sometimes. Okay, sometimes Hanai means you just call them uncle, they treat you like family, and you reciprocate, and there you go, you know. And so a lot of these things, you know, a lot of this corruption and stuff and syndicate action and stuff like this in Hawaii happen. Now, there's a lot of local boys that are tied into, you know, the former generation of, of gangsters, okay? And I will tell you, that that you know if you if you're in that 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 uh that line okay whether you're fam blood family or not blood family but if you're in that line let's say for example uh let's say for example two generations ago which would be your grandfather right if your grandfather was hooked in okay and people knew your grandfather and then they knew your father okay now you come along you are just as much protected as your father and and just as much connected you know to to your grandfather's uh, associates and and their families and that's how hawaii operates and that's how hawaii is so crooked okay now there there is so much corruption i can't even i can't even tell you hawaiians but here's the thing right here's how you beat the corruption cuz you see on on the outside right on the, on the outside, on the surface of things, everybody smiles. Everybody, oh, hey, hi, you know. On the inside, they're as crooked as the day is long, okay. So I'm going to, I'm just going to tell you, because, you know, I tell you guys stories, right, based upon the law of attraction. 
And I'm going to tell you just, I'm going to give you an example of the things that happened to me and how God, see, God gave me a wedding and party business, right? And and so when we started doing entertainment for weddings and parties back in the day, we had to face a lot of, we were trying to get in the entertainment industry, okay? But then the entertainment industry, as as corrupt and as, as I mean, this entertainment industry was, there was gambling involved, there was prostitution involved, there was drugs involved mostly a lot of drugs right but everything else you know if 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 you see drugs involved in something prostitution is not far behind right gambling is not far behind see they, they're all kind of you know and these are all lower vibrational things that's what you have to really remember about this stuff okay all the lower vibrational things all hang out together all the higher vibrational things all hang out together Right. So, you know, birds of a feather. Right. OK. So. So back in the day. Right. I know I saw all this lower vibrational stuff. You know, I saw I saw some. OK. So I, I used to hang out with some pretty important people. And one day in this dressing room, I'm not going to name names. I'm not going to name names. But one day in this dressing room, this girl was sitting down in in a bathroom okay and it was a luxurious kind of bathroom because it was in this luxurious dressing room and it was part of a hotel so it looked like a hotel suite it was like a hotel suite but they turned it into a dressing room right and so there was nice carpet and everything and here she was crying and she was having she was having a little depression kind of feeling down kind of thing and this guy was trying to comfort her and said, "Baby, you, you want to? I'll give you. I'll give you something to make you feel better, which was drugs, right?" And she took it, and and then she was okay. You see what I'm saying? But that's the kind of corruption, and that's the kind of thing that went on. And and you you can draw your own. You can connect your own dots after that, right? You know. So so that kind. Of, and I saw that kind of stuff. I didn't take part in it, but I saw it. I was there, and it was the ugly part of entertainment. It was the ugly part of the industry. Now, I already told you guys about how, you know, how the, the drugs went, you know, uh, through the artists. And then pretty soon they were all jacked up and, and all, all of that. Meanwhile, they were winning all these awards because that's all part of it. Right. So they win all these awards because the awards people and, and the record company, you know, were in bed together. They were working in concert. Okay, so so you know you wonder hi how come all their artists win every year right and now on the on the outside these guys know right they go okay well here we go to the awards again we're gonna sweep the awards again why well because they pour so much money into the radio station that invented the awards right and so it's a money thing right it's like how much how much money you spend if you're spending a lot of money then they gotta play the music if they play the music, it's going to be popular. If it's popular, they get the award and it goes in a circle. And, and it's business, right? It's business. There's just there's just a good side and there's an ugly side. There's the artistry side. And then there's, you know, the, oh, yeah, you got to do your work contract and you got to keep going. Oh, here's some crystal meth. This thing will really keep you going. And pretty soon these guys, you know, oh, here's some cocaine. This will keep you going. And then pretty soon, you know, so these guys, these guys kind of, you know, and then the entertainer is, is the conduit. It's the, it all goes through the, the entertainer, right? And pretty soon the entertainer gets burnt, right? They get burnt out. They got to go rehab. They got to, you know, so, so we know a lot of these people, right? 
And we, we, we see a lot of this stuff. But some of the stuff that you guys don't see, okay, is, is like non-profit kind of stuff, right? A lot of stuff you guys don't see is, is the corruption that exists in business in this town. Who, who gets awarded contracts and who, you know. So right now in our, in our mayor's race, when I take a look at our mayor's race, I'm like, oh boy. So it's not like we have too much of a choice. I look at the mayor's race, I go, okay, we got one guy who was convicted of corruption years ago and, you know, he's, he's trying to keep it quiet. Then we get this other person, okay, and, and, and she's been in long time in politics. She's done a lot of stuff. She's, you know, and, and then people go, well, we want new blood. And then there's this new blood guy and he's in there. And, and, you know, but he's connected to the guys that are, and these guys put a lot of money behind him, right? And they, but he's connected to all these guys. So basically, this, this stuff just kind of transcends down the generations, okay? And, and that's what, that's a, that's a, a just a overview of how things work in this town. So in Hawaii, it's not about what you know. I've seen the what you know guys, and they get pushed on the side. They get pushed on the side. It's it's the who you know, right? And when you know, you know, right people. The problem with the who you know is once they open the door for you, you owe them, right? And I mean, I used to know this guy. He was in entertainment, right? This guy, this this guy was a he he was a TV show host, right? And and he he's he died he he died he died. But we're still not gonna mention his name. But this guy. I mean, he was on the scale of one to ten of popularity in Hawaii. He wasn't. He wasn't. I mean, importance from one to ten as far as an important celebrity, right? He wasn't like that important. I mean, he was on TV every week, but he wasn't that important. You know what I mean? But he kept a little black book. I'm serious. He kept a little black book, and every time he would do a favor for somebody. He would write it down in his book like they owed him a favor, okay? Then when he needed a favor, he would look in his black book and he would call the guy or whatever. You know, I mean, it, it was it was insane. It was crazy, you see. But, but in the law of attraction, the kind of stuff that happened to us, right? The kind of corruption stuff. I'll give you, I'll give you a story right here. So this is, the, this is the story that I was getting to. Uh, before I had to draw the picture for you and, and illustrate how corrupt this place is. Okay. So this lady, there's this lady, we're not going to mention her name. She has the largest nonprofit organization in Hawaii. <laughs> now, basically, if you have a nonprofit, okay, um, and, and you, you know, what happens is there's a lot of millionaires and multimillionaires and, you know, and they, they, they came to Hawaii, they built their fortunes and then they died. Okay. Now they leave their foundations, right? And their foundations still make money off of tons of stuff, real estate, all kinds of investments, right? So they leave a certain amount, right? There's a certain amount of, of money. And they gotta do this for tax purposes that they donate every year. Okay, so if you're on a, in a nonprofit, all you do is you petition these people, and and they will they will sponsor you. I mean, if they think that that's you know something that they're interested in, right? They will sponsor you. So they will give money to you every year. Now, 
you know, this lady worked hard. I'm not, I'm not saying that, that, you know, she, she didn't work hard or whatever, but I'm just saying the way she operates is really shady. <laughs> okay. I mean, just her personality, everything is just really shady. Okay. So, so she, you know, she, but this is how she makes money living off of other people's wealth. <laughs> Basically is what it boils down to. So other people worked hard, right? They worked hard all their life. Now they, they have a, a, a $300 million estate and they die and now they have a foundation and their name is put up all over the place, right? You know, such and such foundation. And, and maybe it's a community center. Maybe it's, you know, whatever like that. Okay, so so this this lady, right, starts started her own thing way way back, way way back, and she started to get you know donations, right, and she created this nonprofit. Well, now I mean she did the work, you know she's she's down the road, she's got this all this nonprofit. Now she's involved with the church. <laughs> yes, I said it with well a church, right. And this church is the same church that I told you guys I went to church and I saw all the gangsters in church. And I was like, what? Don't, don't, don't tell me all the gangsters repented and they're all in church. Right? <laughs> and then, so, so apparently, Hawaiians, this is how it goes. All of the gangsters repented. They're all in this one church. Well, there's some gangsters in this other church. But in this one church, there's a lot of gangsters. Okay. I was in the room where this guy from the, the you know, he was in the upper echelon of the church. I think he worked in the office. And they gave him $10,000 cash for his birthday present. I was right, I was standing right there in the room, right? And it was cash. You, you could see it. It was right there. I saw the cash and, you know. And they gave it to him for a birthday present. And they said, well, sorry that the, you know, the official pastor couldn't be there. And he, but here's a $10,000 birthday present. Right? And this is all, this is cash deductible cash. This is, and this is, you know, when I went to the church, I didn't see millionaires writing checks. I saw everyday people giving $20, giving $10, right? So this is the multitudes giving money, okay? And then this guy gets $10,000 of their money that the church, you know, had tax-free, right? Okay. So anyway, so this lady, right, she starts, you know, she starts building and building and building. And pretty soon she has like, you know, several charities, right? And so she starts an umbrella of charities, right? Now, nonprofit, if you know the nonprofit game, right, the nonprofit game, they get these donations, okay, from other people's foundations, right? From community organizations, okay? Aloha United Way, all, all is in Hawaii, right? All is these different things. And at the end of the year, right? The game is at the end of the year, you pay your officers, right? And you zero out your <laughs> you zero out your income because if you if you carry it into the next year, you're gonna be responsible down down the line, right? So it's a whole it's a game. So after all expenses, you know, you pay out all the expenses, you, 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 you get, you know, you're, you're, you're actually paying for stuff like the stadium, you're paying for things like, you know, uh, Kapiolani Park. These are things that we have here in Hawaii. You, you're paying for, you know, big entities for the rent for these entities. You're paying for security for police officers. You're paying for all this stuff, right? 
And and then, you know, and you're making donations to other smaller charities, right? And at the end of the year, you pay yourself, you pay your officers, and you're out, right? And you make millions, okay? And that's the nonprofit game. Now, nonprofit is good. I mean, it's there's not there's nothing bad with a nonprofit, okay? But when you really look at it, a nonprofit is, you know, you're making money off of other people's uh, work, hard work, right? And and the hard work you're doing is to secure <laughs> to secure that payment, right, or that that annual payment from from this this foundation or whatever foundations. And when you get a lot of foundations donating, okay, you're bringing in millions, okay, you're bringing in millions, okay, and you do some good with it. I mean, you do some good with it. In this case, there's a lot of money she donates to the church, okay. And that, that's another non-profit, okay? So this non-profit game goes between all these non-profits, okay? And, and people, you know, people that really don't know the game, they're donating all kinds of money and they feel good. They're helping this cause. And in many cases, they are helping stuff, okay? So so here's what happened with me and that lady, right? So so this lady has this this thing, this contest, right? And she has these kids, Right, she has these. She, it's a, it's a kid contest, and and it, it's a age range thing. So you know they have certain age, certain age, certain age. So one day, she calls me. This is this is years ago, and she calls me, and she wants people, you know, for her contest. Now her contest used to be on television. It used to be profitable, and then you know it no longer was profitable so they stopped doing it right and that's business that's how you do it you you don't keep running yourself into the ground so so it stopped you know getting ratings and and people were tired of it basically and so it's it stopped running right so now she does it down at the 50th state fair and there's this you know karaoke contest thingy right talent show kind of thing so anyway, I send one of my kids down there. So I have a I have a singing school. I own a singing school, and I have some talented kids. And so I send I said I think I sent about four or five kids, right? And I always I always have about 40, 45 students. So I I just selected a hand few and I said, okay, go. Now I told one of these kids' moms, right? I told her I said you gotta watch these guys because they cheat. Cause it's not really about the most talented kid sometimes, and and they will just select whoever, and it's a political thing. Cause sometimes what happens is this lady and her circle of small friends will pull in another, you know, like one of their friends has a kid, they will put that kid on, and even if that kid is not really really talented, that kid will win because that's their friend, right? So, so I told her this, and so she went down with this knowledge. Okay, now if she, if I didn't say anything, she wouldn't have. She wouldn't have. I, I think maybe she would have still seen it, but I don't think she would have put it together. So she was watching for this, right? And her son went and did his level best, and he was good because I trained him. He was good, and so, so she saw, she saw that at the end, before they did the, you know, while they were doing the tally and whatever. She saw this lady who runs the nonprofits, who's supposed to be this upstanding citizen in Hawaii, right? <clears throat> Somebody everybody looks up to. She saw her cheat, and and she put this other kid in, and that kid was her friend's kid, right? And and so I gotta tell you, I I had a long meeting with this this mom. 
Because when she came, when the, the following week, when she came back to my office, she went on and on and on about how this lady cheated, right? So I can only imagine the gossip that she spread, you know, with her friends. And, you know, when something like that gets around in Hawaii, people know. It may not get back to that lady, but <laughs> tons of people know. Trust me. And this lady's husband, right, owned one of the largest companies in his trade, in his particular trade in Hawaii. So she was connected to a lot of people. And this lady, this, you know, so the lady with the nonprofits had no knowledge of that. I mean, she didn't, she didn't know, right? And, and it, if it were a, if it were a fair thing, you know, um, I, I think, you know, maybe somebody else would have won. Maybe it would have been my student, maybe not, whatever. But that happened. So she saw that this lady was crooked. Okay. Now let's fast forward a few years to like two years ago. So two years ago, this lady gives me a phone call out of the blue. Now she's a celebrity, right? And she used to be a singer like, like way, way back, right? And, and so I'm a celebrity, right? She's of course a bigger celebrity than me because she's got all this stuff and she's doing all these nonprofit. She's on TV all the time. She's, you know, so she calls me. She goes, hey, Junior, how you doing? This is so-and-so. And I'm like, hey. So at this point, right, I'm like, what the hell is she calling me for, right? Why is she calling me? You know, so, so <laughs> I'm like, you know, she hasn't called me for years, right? And then all of a sudden, out of the blue. So I go, all right, you know, brace yourself, Junior. <laughs> this is going to be a humdanger. This going to be a humdanger, Right? And so, so I'm bracing myself, man. So I said, hey, well, hey, nice to see you. I haven't heard from you in years. Oh, yeah, you know, da-da-da-da-da, you know, just working. Okay. She didn't have her assistant call me because I told her assistant off one year and I blocked her off my social media, right? Because her assistant thinks that she's like God's gift to, you know, I don't know, administrative assistance, you know. And my executive assistant would turn her out in a second, right? But this this girl thought she was, I don't know. She thought, she, she, she you know, thinks she's all that because she's hanging around with this lady and she's this lady's right hand, right? I blocked her off my social media. I got rid of her. I'm like, ah, I'm done with this chick. So, so, so here's this. And she, she tells me the story. Oh, you know, I really need kids for my this, that, blah, blah, blah. And so she says, what are you doing? And I said, well, I'm still, I'm still trying. You know, I'm still trying my orchestra and stuff. And we're still, you know, going. Oh, that's good. She goes, you know, I had to try for so many years until I made it. And I'm thinking to myself, made it? She didn't really make it in entertainment. She, she sang for a little while in Hawaii, right? But, and she sang in the mainland for a little while, but the, her claim to fame was the nonprofits because she wasn't making it in music, right? After she was, you know, uh, reasonably successful in her music, I mean, in her nonprofit, I'm sorry, once she was reasonably successful in the nonprofit, so she, she had a certain nonprofit and it got to a certain thing and it got popular and everything. They were raising money for charity, you know, and all the, the whole game. Then she joined a group with these other two ladies, right? And then that became popular because the other two ladies were huge names in entertainment. They were huge over here, very huge. 
Then she she kind of got a little bit popular for singing because she was with these two ladies, right? And then so so that and that was very short lived. That was like very short. It was a short time, right? It was a good but short time. So she she what you know? And then she starts telling me about her entertainment career, and I'm like, okay, here we go. I started hearing crickets. You know, I started hearing crickets, right? And then she tells me. I tell you what, Junior. So this was the deal, right? She goes, if you send me your kids, you know, to the contest, then I will put you on the final show. So it's the grand finale, right? Where they, you know, the, the finals, right? And the finals are televised from this church. Okay, so that, so her and the church work together. You know, all the gangsters in the church and all that, right? So is it her and all these gangsters and all that? Okay, so so they all work together and then they produce this thing and then they, they film it at the church and then they do the, you know, the finals and then, okay. So, and, and that's all good. I mean, you know, and there's kids, right? The kids are having a good time and, uh, you know, how fair it was, we don't know. We just know that she cheated before. So, you know, we, we're not going to judge her in the future, right, after that incident. But we knew that she was that kind of person. So so anyway, she goes, I will let you sing a song, you know, on, on, that, on, on that, uh, that, that show. So I'm like, hmm, okay, right? It, it sounds quite, it, you know, it, it, her story sounded quite touching, but it, but it sounded just like a lie. You know that song that Nat King Cole used to sing back in the, okay, you guys, you guys are too young, right? And, and Nat King Cole was before my time. He died when I was a little kid, but I'm just saying. Okay, and the song is called Straighten Up and Fly Right, if you really want to, if you really want to listen to it and hear the lyrics. But anyway, so, so I knew at that point, Okay, that she was bullshitting me, right? So I'm like, okay, oh, how that that is so sweet. I mean, you you know, that, oh, thank you, you know, whatever, whatever. So I said, no problem. I said, I will get on it tomorrow. See, I follow up. See, I'm that kind of person, right? I just I follow up the next day with email. Sometimes that afternoon, whatever, because I do so much business, right? That if I forget, you know, my biggest fear is dropping a ball. So I said, oh, okay, no, no worries, no worries. So we hang up, right? I was walking through Foodland when I was talking to her. And then, then I hung up. I walked across the street to my office, right? And and I called my band leader. And I and I asked him. And I, so he's the guy that organizes my orchestra. And so I called my band leader. And I said, I said, Phil, can we do this and whatever? And I gave him the date. And I gave him the time. I said, I just, you know, I need the musicians to be there. And they, they're going to have all the chairs, everything. And, and set up so we we used the uh, we didn't bring we, we didn't uh we weren't gonna do a, a 16 piece orchestra we we're gonna do a downsized orchestra so our downsize is nine our, our small orchestra for small things are nine pieces right now this is trumpets this is trombone this is saxophones this is uh, uh drummer the upright bass player the, the whole the whole you know nine pieces right the whole nine <laughs> the whole nine yards the whole nine guys okay so so he goes, yeah, yeah, no problem, no problem. I'll get back to the guys, whatever. I receive an email from him, like, in about a half an hour. And he said, no problem, we got that. So now I told him, right, you know, I'm taking care of everything, so, you know, don't worry about it. So now when I get confirmation, right, what I do is I email her assistant, right, the one that doesn't like me, the one that I don't like, the one that's full of crap. 
So I emailed her assistant, and her assistant, right, I guess, forwarded the email to her. <laughs> so in my email, I said, I would like to know what time. I would like to know around, you know, between what time, because my guys are union, and, and they are. They're union musicians. And they don't, they don't just wait around. They go, they do their job, and they go home. And they, they're union musicians. And, and, you know, this lady who does the nonprofits, right, she was, a, she was a singer. She knows about union, right? So I write the letter to confirm what time the boys got to be there. You know, this, this, that, that, whatever. Okay, done. About a half an hour, I think about, no, about, about two hours later, I think. About two hours later, I get a phone call from this lady who does all these nonprofits, right? Okay, the queen of nonprofits in Hawaii. <laughs> so she calls me and she goes, Ah, uh, Junior, um, there, there must be a mistake. And I'm, in, I'm like, a uh, mistake? You know, and, I, and then of course I'm nice to her. I'm like, Hey, what's going on? A mistake? She goes, Yes, uh, you know, we, we don't have it in our budget for an orchestra. And I said, oh, no, 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 so-and-so, right? I said her name. I said, no, 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 so-and-so. I said, I'm paying for the orchestra. I'm paying for everything, okay? Because this lady, right, is supposed to be putting me on TV. Now, if she puts me on TV, I'll bring my boys. I'll pay for everything. You know, my company brings it. She doesn't. She's not familiar with my company, but my company actually makes money, right? So I'm like, I'll, I'll bring it. I'll pay for everything. I'll take care of it. Because at that point, right, it's good publicity for me and it's a tax write-off for me. When I pay my boys, right, I just deduct it. I, I don't pay anything. I deduct it on my taxes, right? So it's just money I put out and yeah, whatever, right? So I don't pay income tax on that, you see? So just, that, that goes against my, my income tax. So I said, no, don't worry. I'm paying for everything. I'm paying. And then, okay, now I've got her in the point, at the point, right, where she starts to backpedal. And this happens with all these guys down... This happens with so many people down here that deal with me, right? Because they underestimate me, right? And they think, right? They think that, oh, well, he's gonna, he's gonna expect this and that. No, no, no. I pay my way. My company will pay, right? And these guys... <laughs> so, this, so she starts backpedaling. Then she goes, oh, well, you know, our producer... You know, and we know this guy. He's a cocaine freak. We know this guy. And oh, you know, my my producer, he he uh <laughs> we don't wanna we don't wanna upset him because you know, if there's a bunch of guys waiting around and then he has deadlines and you know he's very anal and he's very, you know, the she sings me this song, right? And I'm and I'm like, Are you sure? I, I mean the the boys would be no problem. I just need to know what time specifically. These guys are union, they will show up at that time and they will set up as long as we know half an hour out, right? <laughs> so we know, we know, we know these guys so well. All right. So this thing, so I was playing this thing out, right? I was playing this thing out because I wanted to see how much, how, how full of crap she was, right? And then she goes, you know, maybe when we do another show uh, over here at XYZ location, she named another venue, you know, maybe when we do this show, then, then we'll have you over and then, and then you can bring your orchestra. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, you know, in my head, I'm like, yeah, that'll happen. All right. So I call her out to the very end. Right. And at the very end, I said, well, thank you. So and so thank you very much. And, and no problem, you know, no problem, whatever, whatever. Okay. All right. And then I hung up. 
<clears throat> Did I send my kids to her place? Absolutely not, right? Because I got played, right? And in return, I played her right back, okay? So here's, here's the law of attraction. Here's, a, here's how the law of attraction works, right? Like attracts like. And these crooked guys, okay, <clears throat> they're all they're all attracting the other crooked guys, and they're all making tons of money. And they're you know, and and yeah, it's nonprofit, and yes, they do good for the community. They actually do. But if the community knew, right, first of all, that that their pastor is making six hundred thousand dollars a year, and that uh, the money that they're generating is is you know zeroed out at the end of the year, and how it's really done. If the general public really knew that, I think the donations would go down. You know, and, and like I said, the majority of my listeners are overseas. They're in other countries. They're in the, the upper 48 states. So, you know, they don't, they don't, they don't hear about the, the corruption in Hawaii. But that's how it goes down for me, see? And that's how people shut the door on me. So they, so they always want, they want something from you, right? But they want it for free. Right, and then what they do is they they wave the stake at the pit bull, right? They hey, here, doggy, doggy, right? And and you go for the stake, right? So the carrot in front of the horse, whatever, however you want to see it, okay? But they do that, okay? And then when they get what they want from you, they'll always have an excuse, right, as to why they can't do it, or oh, you know, something happened and this happened and that happened and what. But you already did for them. <clears throat> so the law of attraction works in, in such a way, right, that that when they do these things, it works against them. You see, when you do these things to people, when you use people, right, then then something, you know, they don't get it, they don't make the connection, but something bad will happen. You know, you don't you don't put it together, Hawaiians, but when you do something bad to somebody or you try to take advantage of somebody. And then, you know, you go back to the office and your printer's broken or you go back to the office and, you know, something malfunctions or you go to the office and you get a bill for something. Now, you don't put it together right then and there, right? You just you just take it as, as whatever happens, happens. But when you're really aware, you can see that these things affect other things, right? And, and you can see your karma happening in real time when you're really aware. And then the question you ask yourself is, what did I do to deserve that? What did I do to receive that, right? And then you start correcting it by, by you know, doing good stuff, by, by being a decent person, by, I mean, you know, whatever, whatever, right? And so, so the, you know, so, so this is what we've been up against in this town. And this is why it's so hard because there's, you know, like, like you, you know, people talk about the 1% at the top, okay? It happens, it, you know, the Jeffrey Epstein's of the world and all those guys at the top, right? And they're all getting busted. They're all getting taken down. Well, you know what? These guys locally over here, they don't see it coming yet, but it's coming. The feds are coming to town soon. These guys are going to be audited. And, and I'm not talking about these nonprofit people. I'm talking about government. I'm talking about all the way down. I'm talking about the contractors. I'm talking about contracts. I'm talking about union contracts. I'm talking about everything, right? Because the corruption is so thick over here. They're already investigating this, this mobster that I, I was talking about earlier, right? And this mobster was connected to this chief of police case, right? And he was actually, he was actually sleeping with the police chief's wife, right? 
And and she was the one calling shots. Wait, bro, I'm telling you, Hawaiians. I'm telling you. Okay? It, things are changing. Times are changing. Okay? So if you guys are worried about the 1% taking advantage, if you guys are worried about all this stuff, okay, learn the lesson from the story that I just told you. And the lesson is, okay, there's always people, okay, and, and a, lot of, a lot of them are wealthy people, but this is how they get ahead. They bait you, right? And then when you, when you give, right, in hopes of, of you're going to receive something or they promise you something, and then they yank the, the rug from out from under you, and then, oh, well, I thought we was going to, oh, well, you know, and they give you the sad story. Okay, this is how they get ahead. This is a pattern. This is dishonesty. This is deception. Okay? And it's not just, like I said, it's not just with this lady. Okay? This lady's in the church. <laughs> this church get gangsters. This other church, too. They get gangsters. They get gangsters all over the place in different forms. It's not the, it's not the, the gun in the holster uh, syndicate action like the old days. These guys are sophisticated gangsters. These guys operate on paper now. It's all on computer now. But you know what? All of this stuff is going to be exposed. So, what's the, what's the lesson from this story today? Well, the lesson from this story today is just be careful. Don't just take everything the way people present it to you. Okay? Be careful, right? And just know that when you do things on your own, okay? Like, like you know, God gave me the wedding and party business instead of being hooked up with people like this. As a result, I don't owe favors. I don't owe her nothing. I don't owe the entertainment industry nothing. I don't owe the radio community nothing. I don't owe anybody anything, right? And my mom, who actually played the game at one of the highest levels of government in Hawaii, tells me, you don't need them, you know? And then, and then my response is always, yeah, mom, but, but I, I, want, I want to be with them. It's good fun to, you know? And what I meant was I didn't want to be part of the corruption, but I wanted to be, you know, I wanted to be out there making records and, and doing tours and, and everything like that. But you know what? God spared me. Because if I got involved with those characters, oh, man, I went, oh, oh, sorry, Hawaiians, I got to go. I got to go, Hawaiians. It's been a long podcast. <laughs> it's been a long podcast. Oh, yeah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Yep. Life is good, Hawaiians, when you when you can do it on your own. Just do it on your own. Make your own nonprofit. Make your own business. Alright. Hey, we want to thank our sponsors, Island Club and Spa, Brother Randy and Sister Jerry. We also like to thank Voice Master Enterprises, family of service companies, and AFM Hawaii Music, featuring the music of Brother Darren Chinen. Just go online. Darren Chinen, you wanna know how to spell that? D-A-R-R-I-N. Chinen is spelled C-H-I-N-E-N. Darren Chinen. He's recording pop in Hawaii. Go check him out. Till next time, I'm Junior Kekawama Jr. saying stay away from the snakes and the corrupt people. <laughs> All right.